Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. now. Little from Trump and his minions has surprised me. Almost nothing surprises me anymore. This, this admission of guilt from Trump attorney spokesmodel Christina Bob last night. This surprises me. President is elected by the entire nation and it should be the entire nation who determines who they want for president, whether they're guilty of insurrection or not. It's up to the people. That is is a new one. The admission, to be fair, though why we are fair I do not know, the semi-admission that Trump sure as hell might be guilty of insurrection, that is a new one. A new Trump defense. The guilty defense. The Trump is guilty defense. The new Trump defense against the prosecutions by Jack Smith, he's guilty. The new Trump defense against the prosecution by Fonnie Willis, also guilty. The new Trump defense against the fight against the fabricated fantasy of presidential immunity, still guilty. And especially the new Trump defense against the fact of the disqualification clause of the 14th Amendment, guilty schmilty. There is, in that span of 30 words, nearly that many factual errors. There is much more smugness and condescension and more cynicism, and more anti-democracy contempt, and more dictatorship in waiting. The president is not elected by the entire nation. If he was, 
if she was, Hillary Clinton would be president for another year and 17 days, and then she'd have to leave office. And the entire nation does not determine who they want for president, not in terms of constitutional eligibility. The entire nation voting unanimously could not make Arnold Schwarzenegger president because he wasn't born here. And the entire nation voting unanimously could not make Olivia Rodrigo president because she was born in 2003. But the entire nation could determine, and not even unanimously, that it wanted to change presidential eligibility. It could draft or have its leaders draft and ratify a constitutional amendment to alter presidential eligibility. Oh, right, they did that in 1868. It was called the 14th Amendment, and it barred anybody who engaged in insurrection from holding any national or state office or any role even in the Electoral College for all future time. And thanks... Trump lawyer Christina Bob for coming out and in the least self-owning reading of these words, admitting Trump may in fact be guilty of insurrection and all the other Trump lawyers saying anything else are just doing what Trump lawyers and Trump himself always do, lie and manipulate the legal system and urinate on the Constitution in order to waste time or enable him to get away with criminality or both. Plus, Christina Bob who may be a bigger train wreck even than Alina Haba, because at least if Trump is ever whacked in a parking lot, Alina Haba will be able to apply her parking lot legal expertise to the crisis of the moment. She said this on the Real America's Voice streaming channel, as opposed to the America's Real Voice streaming channel or the Voice of Real America streaming channel. It is the 1,105th top-rated website in America, in news in America. So nobody saw that organically, nor any caveats that it might have dawned on her. She should probably drop in before Dementia J. Trump here. She went on and she confirmed he might be guilty of insurrection or anything else. They will have only seen or heard that clip virally. And once again, that means... This is yet another Joe Biden campaign commercial handed to them pre-produced. This doesn't even require a lot of editing. I mean, you just slide it into that Lyndon Johnson Daisy commercial template I've been using next to Trump admitting he was quoting Hitler and next to Trump boasting he would only be a dictator on day one. Six, eight, nine, nine. Stakes. It should be the entire nation who determines who they want for president, whether they're guilty of insurrection or not. It's up to the people. We must either love each other or we must die. Vote for President Biden on November 5th. The stakes are too high for you to stay home. It would not surprise me in the least to see that Biden ad. And soon. CNN is reporting that the worm is about to turn and, quote, as some of the younger aides on Biden's reelection campaign have been grimly joking, it's about when to go full Hitler 
when the leading Republican candidates speeches and actions go so far that the Biden team goes all the way to a direct comparison to the Nazi leader rather than couching their attacks by saying Trump, quote, parroted, unquote, him. Well, for the record, that's uh, 2018 when Trump told his chief of staff that Hitler did a lot of good things and when he insisted to General Kelly that Hitler's generals were always loyal to him, unlike his own generals, and he denied Kelly's claim that German generals ever tried to kill Hitler. But I get the point in their hesitation. You have this moment in the first quarter, CNN quotes an unnamed senior Biden campaign strategist as saying, where Trump is continuing to go full MAGA extremist now in order to shore up support in his own base. While he may be successful in that effort, if we do our job, we'll point out that everything he's saying is extreme and unpopular, unquote. Pro tip. Mention Adolf. At the heart of the Biden re-election campaign is the same myopia that has afflicted every Democratic presidential campaign in my lifetime. The Republicans have been running increasingly unhinged, increasingly despotic, increasingly dangerous, fire-breathing, carnivorous creatures. Think the Martians from the War of the Worlds, only you have to add in Romney as comic relief. They have been doing this since 1964. And Barry Goldwater. Half of everybody in every Democratic campaign since 1964 has wanted to say, let's run on our record. And the other half has been saying, it's a goddamn fire-breathing creature from the War of the Worlds. Maybe we should hit them on that. You will recall that the early pre-campaign Biden ads last year now were all Proof of performance, Biden's accomplishments. He did this. He did that. The economy is actually great. Anybody remember the pandemic? And they made no impact. I noted that if they really wanted to go with Biden's accomplishments, you would start with the accomplishment for which any statues ever to be built in his honor will be for. He kicked Trump's ass and he can kick Trump's ass again. And I mean, you can run both kinds of ads. In fact, the people who still see ads on TV, on cable, on streaming services, on their phones, they would love you to run both kinds of ads. In fact, they would love you to run 446 different kinds of ads so your ad does not begin to seem like repetitive drip, drip, drip punishment. You know, like you are cars for kids. Don't be cars for kids. Be Geico. How many different genres do they use? The lizard? The stupid puns? The Ken Griffey commercials? The other sports ones? They even brought back the goddamn cavemen last year. Do all the advertisements. Roe v. Wade. Handmaid's Tale, gas prices drop, Wall Street booms, inflation flatlines, prescription medicine prices drop, joblessness ends, Trump is Hitler, Trump is still Hitler, Trump admits he wants to be a dictator, Trump is an insurrection. Here's Trump's lawyers saying it doesn't matter if he's an insurrectionist. And 
drill down, as the kids say. Signs of growing Trump inroads among Latinos? Do the spot. Doesn't even need to be a 30, let alone a 60. 15 seconds. Donald Trump plans to deport millions of Latinos, legal immigrants, and illegal immigrants. This means you vote for Joe Biden or Trump will drop by and help you pack. I mean, if you are joking out loud to reporters about going full Hitler, spots that accurately warn Latinos and blacks and gays and Palestinians and Jews and women that Trump and his group of carnivorous creatures from the War of the Worlds basically plan to kill them and eat them, those spots are actually pretty mild by contrast to going full Hitler. Also, go full Hitler. And oh, by the way, if you don't have the Hitler spots ready now, start now. Like, work over this weekend, because there are two nonviolent images that to me have always pretty much epitomized white supremacy and danger and violence from the right in this country in the 20th century. One was the 1925 shot of 50,000 members of the Ku Klux Klan, all in full hoods, marching down Pennsylvania Avenue. The other was the photo from February 20th, 1939, when the German-American Bund rallied in New York City, and 22,000 of them showed up, and when a Jewish counter-protester rushed the podium towards the Trump of his day, the American Nazi leader Fritz Kuhn, they almost beat that counter-protester to death. The 22,000 Nazis were assembled inside Madison Square Garden. Trump told Breitbart.com yesterday that he thinks he can win New York State, and he thinks he can do it by staging rallies there. Quote, it will be a heavy move. I may rent Madison Square Garden, unquote. Have the Hitler spots ready. Trump, who last night officially appealed the Colorado disqualification to the Supreme Court justices, quote, is concerned that they are going to look as if they're trying not to rule in his favor and might rule against him, unquote. I will confess I missed that, so I assume you might have. It's Maggie Haberman, who is to Trump what Kellyanne Conway always has been to the liberal media, the source and conduit and middlewoman who spends half their time loudly attacking the people that they serve up info to. Conjob has long been the primary Trumpian leaking source to the legacy media, especially the TV networks, especially NBC. And Haberman has long been the legacy media's conduit and leaker to Trump. So she may be on to something. The Hill says Haberman said that that he's worried the Supreme Court may rule against him just to look good, that he said that sometime before she said that on CNN last week. And there are the two reasons I missed it. The Hill and CNN. That Trump is having another one of his Macbeth moments in which, while his advisors tell him it's not possible, 
He thinks the people he put into lifetime positions of authority, who are thus not beholden to anybody, not even to Harlan Crow, people who have already proven that they will betray the Constitution, he thinks for some reason they could very easily betray him. It is one of his few lucid thoughts. But it, and at least one non-lucid thought, underscore that Macbeth madness is creeping in, fighting for a position with all of Dementia J's other madnesses in that overcrowded, crazy head of his. By contrast, and I confess I also missed this, in addition to the novel I'm Guilty, Therefore I'm Innocent, Insurrection Defense, floated by Christina Bob last night, over the holiday... Trump apparently tried out another novel answer. He tried to invoke the Insurrection Act to stop January 6th, but the previous owners of Twitter deleted his tweet. Because the president can't invoke the Insurrection Act unless he he tweets it with a meme and at least two emoji. It's in the Constitution, the emoji clause of the 903rd Amendment. Ask Alina. Trump reposted something over the holiday from Rogan O'Handley, the guy who uses the handle DC Drano, which is, I think, a tribute to what he drinks, in which O'Handley claims Twitter deleted Trump's tweet telling everybody to go home five minutes after it was posted, which isn't true, and maybe that was, quote, to limit his ability to activate the Insurrection Act. A stupid person's idea of a deep thought. As noted in several places, much of Trump's actual defense against the insurrection charge is the fact that he did not invoke the Insurrection Act. And by not invoking the Insurrection Act, he so enraged the Oath Keepers and others who thought that was the whole point of the violence of January 6th, and they went and stormed the Capitol anyway. So what he said he wasn't guilty of, he now maybe wants you to think maybe he was guilty of, which in a perverse way lines up with Christina Bob's whether they are guilty of insurrection or not. And by the way, the momentum theory of justice may now be coming into play. A challenge to Trump's eligibility to be on the March 5th primary ballot in North Carolina was slow walked by the state board of elections. But now the voter who filed it has taken that board to court and has urged the court to force the board to hear the case before the primary. North Carolina Republicans, meanwhile, are now planning a new instant law in their state that would make it illegal to, uh, I don't know, to enforce the Constitution of the United States while living in North Carolina, I guess. Not surprising, really. Of course, there is no argument that the 14th Amendment does not apply to insurrectionist congressmen. Thus, Yesterday, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, a former congressional candidate filed his own suit there to force the Secretary of State of Pennsylvania to remove from the congressional primary in the Pennsylvania 10th one Representative Scott Gordon Perry. And I would have called Congressman Perry for his reaction, but 
Ooh, snap. Jack Smith still has Perry's phone. Also of interest here, Vivek Ramaswamy didn't want to be on your smelly old CNN Republican debate next week anyway. And the numbers are in 27,064,954. That is the total number of podcast downloads and YouTube views for Countdown for the year 2023. That is more than half a million a week, and I don't even do a new one every weekday, so thank you. And I will not mention the number again, except right now. 27,064,954. From here on in, I won't mention it again. That's next. This is Countdown. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Countdown with Keith Oberman. to come on countdown often i do not really know what has prompted me to think of something i must tell in the regular segment things i promise not to tell other times it's it's really really easy to know what it is that prompted me there is a hockey goalie named spencer martin he plays with the columbus blue jackets and i saw part of their game the other night and oddly enough spencer martin made me think of a guy my dad used to work with named spencer martin I know. 
Spencer Martin was the classic sports know-it-all who had no reservation about getting into a trivia contest against a 10-year-old kid and boasting he would kick the kid's ass. Well, I was the kid. Not only did he not kick my ass, but my dad had me participate in our first joint, grown-up, mean-spirited practical joke against somebody who really deserved it. Spencer Martin. Not the goalie. Coming up. First time for the Daily Roundup of the other people who deserve it, the miscreants, morons, and Dunning-Kruger effect specimens who constitute today's worst persons in the world. The bronze, worse, Ted Cruz. Now, this isn't the politics and the insurrection, though for those things, clearly Texas should vote him out of office and America should vote him out of the country. This is for sports. Senator Cruz attended the annual Sugar Bowl football game in New Orleans, Texas versus Washington. He was dressed in University of Texas colors, even though he attended Princeton and Harvard. Final score, Washington 37, Texas 31. So what? Well, there's a pattern here. The American League Championship Series last fall was between the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros, so you would think Cruz could not really have a loser in that series, except... He's from Houston and Calgary, but he's from Houston and he wore Houston Astros colors and Houston Astros fans begged him not to go to the decisive seventh game of that series and he did anyway and the Astros lost. And according to Astros beat writer Michael Schwab, that meant Cruz attended five Astros playoff games last year and they lost all five games he went to. Cruz also posted on social media that he was at Baylor's home football opener this past season. It lost to Texas State. I didn't even know there was a Texas State, and I was a sportscaster every day for like 40 years. And he was at the Texas A&M loss to Alabama. And the website The Messenger says Cruz was also at the Houston Rockets' decisive seventh game of the 2018 Western Conference NBA Finals versus Golden State. Houston lost. And he was at the NCAA Basketball Championship in 2019, where Texas Tech led by three points with 22 seconds left to play, and they lost in overtime. Ted Cruz is not at all happy at the general consensus among Texas sports fans that there is a Ted Cruz Texas sports jinx, and he is it, just because he's now on an 0-for-8 run. So whatever you do, don't. Post anything about it on social media. The runner-up, worser, Vivek Ramaswamy. He's the guy running the vanity campaign for the Republican nomination. You know, in your heart, you know he's right. If Trump is disqualified and DeSantis falls off his high heels and is incapacitated. I mean, more incapacitated. And if Nikki Haley starts talking about the civil war and slavery and the real cause, big government. Some more. Big Viv did not make the cut for CNN's Republican debate next week. You know how many Republican debates there have been? 206. So Ramaswamy's response was naturally, I didn't want to be in your fake, phony, illegitimate debate in Iowa anyway because I got the plum booking of the political season. I'm going to do a live audience show hosted by Tim Pool. Tim Pool. Tim, Tim Pool. Tim, Tim Cast on, on Twitter X. You know, the chubby, bald kid who wears the fisherman's hat so you don't know that he's the chubby, bald kid? 
Ramaswamy isn't at all upset that he didn't make the high standards. Finishing 10% in at least one poll in the last year in Iowa to make the CNN cut. He's in single digits in Iowa, and to prove how much he's not upset, he only wrote a 283-word tweet calling out Van Jones, Oliver Darcy, Caitlin Collins, and Anderson Cooper. But don't put it in the paper that I was mad. By the way, Anderson Cooper, New Year's Eve, what was the deal with his face? I don't want to say Anderson's had some work done recently, but I was wondering what time they had to get him back to Madame Tussauds in the morning. But our winner, the Glenn Beck tool and former actual ESPN and Kansas City sports commentator Jason Whitlock. You have probably already heard that on Monday, Whitlock tweeted that society was collapsing because an ad that appeared when he went to look at the NFL standings on ESPN's website referred to a joke about a sexual act. He screenshotted the ad and wrote above it only, How is this possible? Appropriate? Question mark. About 5,000 people have explained to him that the only way that's possible is that the computer-run, customized ad placement algorithms that usually decide what ads you see or even what ads you hear on this and other podcasts, they make their electronic decisions based on your online history. If you go to a thousand phishing websites a day, that ad on that site, in that spot, is going to be for the new rod and reel set at Dick's Sporting Goods. If you go to a thousand porn websites a day, that ad on that site, in that spot, is going to be for a different kind of rod and reel and a different kind of, well, sporting goods. Whitlock has now answered this with another screenshot of another ad that he has seen. The cleanest word in this ad is lick. And because Elon Musk has destroyed Twitter so he can use what's left of it to program his own AI projects, Jason Whitlock has written a 358-word tweet. I mean, Ramaswamy is writing TLDR. I'd try to explain Whitlock's paranoia, but it's better if I just read it. Quote, They can rig up a million algorithms and pay aggregators across the globe to write stories smearing me. I do not care. I won't stop. I've made an enemy of ESPN and the alphabet mafia that controls Disney. Dude, nothing is rigged. Nobody's getting paid. The guy rigging your algorithm is you. And the aggregators are aggregating about you because you are endlessly self-owning. And if you think ESPN, we both used to work there. If you think ESPN is taking the time and the money to do this to you, just to you, it's ESPN. ESPN is fighting to stay profitable right now. You think it has the time or the money to assign one person to sit there and program which ad you, Jason Whitlock, get? I mean, it pretty much would be a choice budget-wise. Well, you can have somebody programming Whitlock's ads 24 hours a day, but that means the noon sports center has to have no hosts. Plus, dude, even if you're not paranoid, even if somebody were really doing this to you, just you, you still fell for it. Even if they are in a van outside your house, 
monitoring your laptop and sending these ads your way, who chose to publicize that? Which ESPN employee forced you to tweet about the first pornographic ad you saw? And then to tweet about the second pornographic ad you saw and write 358 goddamn words about it. And then to close out the war and peace of tweets by saying that anybody who tried to explain to you that the ads are the result of your search history is, quote, retarded, unquote. Disney make you do that too, Whitlock? Like, like Iger personally did that? Or, or Walt's cryogenically frozen head forced you to do that? Holy cow. Jason Whitlick. I'm sorry, Whitlock. Today's worst person in the world. Hey, maybe he'll get ads for Countdown. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. to the number one story on the countdown and my favorite topic, me, but not just me. With the kind of excitement of discovery usually reserved for productive archaeological digs, the New York Public Library announced two decades ago that it had unearthed the records of Jack Kerouac's Summer League. Jack Kerouac, leader of the Beat Poets, author of On the Road, inspiration to Bob Dylan, referred to this thing, the Summer League, in some of his writing. And for years, scholars who devoted their lives to studying Jack Kerouac had wondered exactly what the hell he was talking about. Turns out 
He kind of invented fantasy baseball, throwing marbles and toothpicks and even erasers against a distant target. Jack Kerouac played season after season of an imaginary baseball game from his teens into his 30s. He meticulously recorded the statistics and the standings of his apocryphal players and teams, going so far as to compile daily mock newspapers and a newsletter called Jack Lewis's Baseball Chatter. Therein were recorded the doings of the teams that existed only in his mind and in Jack Lewis's Baseball Chatter, the St. Louis Cadillacs, the Cincinnati Blacks, the Pittsburgh Plymouths, and the Boston Fords, the latter replete with star center fielder and base stealer Pancho Villa. True to the form of later tabletop baseball games like APBA and Stratomatic, Kerouac devised performance cards for his players who ran the gamut from historical figures like the Mexican revolutionary Villa to Lou Gehrig to players cut out of whole cloth with eminently baseballish names like Luis Tercerero and Charlie Custer. They later published this as a book. When the book came out, I was enthralled because I had thought I had been the only kid who did this. My summer leagues came in two stages. Not long after I discovered real baseball at the age of eight in 1967, I made up an entire parallel, non-existent baseball universe. Just like Jack Kerouac, Many of my teams had the names of cars as the names of the teams, although not exactly. The New York Thunderbirds, named after the laughable marionette TV series The Thunderbirds, did battle with such rivals as the Lansing Tommyhawks, not Tomahawks, but Tommyhawks, that's what I thought they were called, the Newark Bombers, the Montreal Spectrums, and the hated Boston Princes. They played 27-inning-long World Series games. They had histories dating back to the 19th century. They featured heroes named Jay Lartine, Robel Barone, and Barney Schlitz. Later, as a teenager, I got hold of a dice baseball game called Extra Innings. Its manufacturers had made one fatal marketing mistake. They included a conversion chart that allowed you to translate real-life statistics or just made-up statistics into the number sequences produced by three dice. Thus, you could not only incorporate the correct stats of real players, but you could fix individual players' performances. It was no trick to endow star minor leaguer Bill McNulty, who never got a real shot at the real big leagues, with the gifts of a 60-home run hitter. Bill McNulty promptly went out and in my league hit 60 home runs. Turns out, writer after writer and fan after fan and player after player did one or maybe both of these things. Keith Hernandez, former National League MVP, centerpiece of the St. Louis Cardinals and the New York Mets, part of their eminent TV team for 18 seasons, played stratomatic baseball, real players as a kid in the 60s. My ex-tag team partner at ESPN, Dan Patrick, used to play it, but not as a kid, as a sports anchor at CNN, usually against his pal, Gary Miller, who we both worked with at ESPN and who has made appearances here for one of his other moments of greatness, the soccer breakdown. In fact, Dan's home run call, gone, actually originates from games of stratomatic baseball against Gary Miller. When the dice would roll indicating a home run hit by one of Dan's players, he would simply say, gone. 
I am reminded here of one of my favorite acts of subterfuge in baseball history. For more than three quarters of a century, all the baseball record books and encyclopedias included a second baseman who played just one game in his life for the 1912 St. Louis Browns. His name was Lou Proctor. Lou Proctor came up to bat once and he walked. However, there was no evidence of anybody named Lou Proctor playing anywhere in professional baseball that season, nor of any of the years before or after it. There was no Lou Proctor among the amateur players of St. Louis who might have gotten a tryout late in the season with the Browns. Finally, in the 80s, the startling discovery was made. There was a Lou Proctor. He was at Sportsman's Park in St. Louis in 1912 at the Browns games, but he wasn't a player. He was the Western Union Telegraph operator who sent in the lineups and the batting orders and the scores and everything else from the Browns games out to the rest of the country back in the pre-TV, pre-radio, pre-internet days when Western Union was the way that information got out. And he always wanted to be a big leaguer. So one day he just put himself in the box score. Proctor, second base, walk. And he got away with it for like 70 years. Anyway, back in the pure make-believe days of my Thunderbirds, my father connived to briefly translate my imaginings into reality. Annoyed by the endless chatter of the office baseball know-it-all, Dad asked me once if I could convince the man of the existence of a completely fictitious player. Take one of those names from your imaginary team he suggested. He'll, he'll ask you uh, to name the lineup of some team from the past, probably the Yankees. I'll get him on the phone. You can talk to him. Just slip in your imaginary guy. This is the kind of man, Keith, you're going to meet a lot of as an adult, the guy who already knew whatever you just told him. If you really convince him this fake player is real, he'll come around and he'll insist, I don't know, that he met the guy or something. So, Dad called up from the office in New York City the following morning and said he had completed the setup, and then he called back a couple of minutes later. The blowhard, one Spencer Martin, took the phone and began to quiz me about the roster of the 1939 New York Yankees. I had already surprised and then silenced him by naming the position players when I went in for the kill. And the pitchers, of course, were Ruffing and Atlee Donald and Spud Chandler and Johnny Murphy in the bullpen and Talbot. And the man snorted. Talbot? Talbot who? Rick Talbot, I replied with as much dismissiveness as a 10-year-old could muster. 17 wins in 39 and 19 wins the year later and he no-hit the Browns. Three-hit shutout against the Reds in Game 3 of the 39 World Series. Rick Talbot? Silence. On phone calls from Manhattan to the suburbs in 1969, still crackled. I was wondering if Mr. Martin could somehow know that Rick Talbot had been not with the 1939 Yankees, but the imaginary mainstay of the imaginary Brewster Hurricanes, who I had moved in my imagination to Pittsburgh in 1938, when finally he spoke up. Oh, yeah, of course, Talbot. Uh, I saw him pitch when I was a kid. Oh, was he mad when I told him I'd made him up. Quote, writers create vast kingdoms for themselves to control and to let their imagination run loose. The Associated Press quoted a Columbia professor, Ann Douglas, about Jack Kerouac and his summer league when the news of the league came out. 
You did a nice job on Spencer Martin, my father said about my league. Just don't forget which part is real and which part you made up. Well, many, many years later now, that has become slightly more difficult because imagine my shock two hockey seasons ago when the Vancouver Canucks brought up a new goaltender named (laughs) Spencer Martin. I've done all the damage I can do here. Thank you for listening. Countdown musical directors Brian Ray and John Philip Chanel arranged, produced, and performed most of our music. Mr. Ray was on guitars, bass, and drums. Mr. Chanel handled orchestration and keyboards. Produced by TKO Brothers. Other music, including some of the Beethoven compositions, were arranged and performed by the group No Horns Allowed. Sports music is the Olbermann theme from ESPN2, written by Mitch Warren Davis, courtesy of ESPN Inc., Our satirical and pithy musical comments are by Nancy Faust, the best baseball stadium organist ever. Our announcer today was my friend Howard Feynman, and everything else was pretty much my fault. Meanwhile, I should mention that both Ted and Stevie sat in on the recording of the last two segments of this show. Right, Steve? Say hi. Say something. Say something. Ted, are you down there? Hello? Stevie talks all the time. Stevie barks all the time. Stevie, you want a treat? Do you? A little louder, please. Do you want a treat? Okay, she's at least validated my claim that she's here. I'll get you a treat in a minute. That's countdown for this 304 days until the 2024 U.S. presidential election and the 1093rd day since Dementia J. Trump's first attempted coup against the democratically elected government of the United States. Use the 14th Amendment, the Insurrection Act, and the justice system to stop him from doing it again while we still can. The next scheduled countdown is tomorrow. Until then, for Stevie and Ted, I'm Keith Olbermann. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. And good luck. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax, Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. 
With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com.